0: Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest Buffs, and the cringest bingers. I'm your host JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer,
1: Ory, with a story. Welcome back, everybody.
0: Um, what do we what do we got on this docket today, my friend?
1: We've got um, are you I guess you could call this a Christopher Nolan episode, um. And I would also could say we're looking at his best and worst. <laughs> but um yeah, two movies that just mess with you the via time, one through editing and one through actual time manipulation, but uh and a lot of convolutedness. So Yeah, that's kind deep of Christopher
0: Nolan's thing. That's definitely convolution. Yeah, <laughs> convolution. Um and yeah, that's that's what I would say is his thing. And he does it well in many films. Um, but this is definitely an example of one that is not... You know that wasn't a, a convoluted Christopher Nolan film? Uh, is um, Dunkirk. Didn't he do that?
1: Yeah, he did Dunkirk. I've Dunk- only seen parts of it.
0: Dunkirk is really good. Um, and it's not one of those movies. It's just a, more of a straightforward mm. war story. Um yeah, this, uh, yeah, I think uh, so. Let's start, uh, as always, before we get start sinking our
1: teeth into the bones.
0: Well, first of all, do you want to, you know, what are you up to? You're on the West Coast today.
1: Uh, no, I'm back in Pittsburgh today. Oh, uh, I was, I got back in yesterday. Um, I had to go out for, um, that's our very final day of Euphoria BTS only to get there and it cancels. (laughs) But um, we were, uh, this artist Labyrinth, he does the music for the show Euphoria and we were supposed to shoot some uh, B-roll with him to go alongside with an interview that we did a few weeks back. Um, But he got sick. So we just shot in his studio for like a half hour then got kicked out and that's it. (laughs) Came home.
0: Sounds like a fun time. Sounds like a fun time. What's up with your voice? Sounding a bit hoarse.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's just from traveling to the West Coast. It's super dry out there, and then it's cold here in Pittsburgh now, um, and then being on a plane is very dry as well. Um, so my voice has just been kind of uh, Barry White in it for the day. I'm going to be super deep voice. I'm sorry if it comes off a little too rumly raspy, but I'll try to be concise and not be too much.
0: <laughs> I'm Barry White.
1: Ooh, baby, let me, let me tell you something.
0: that is pretty low that is pretty low um all right all right well that's interesting that's interesting um do you do you want to tell anyone about your secret uh smooth your pants screenings
1: uh yeah so if you're in the pittsburgh area um on tuesday december 14th at the parkway theater in pittsburgh we are the world premiere screening of rough pants Mm -hmm. is uh going live and don't worry it'll be on YouTube and stuff at some point later. Um we're still trying to schedule figure out the release um our our, our attack essentially. <laughs> but it's definitely going to be uh, it's it's the best thing I've ever done I think. And I'm hoping that it's not my I've been telling everyone it's my magnum opus, but I stop hope
0: saying not. that. Yeah, you need to stop saying that. <laughs>
1: Because that means you'll never do anything after this. Oh, I, I know. And that's, I'm, that's what I'm afraid of.
0: You're going to don't doom yourself. Don't. It'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. As someone who's <laughs> made similar jokes about their last, you know, their last artistic project, you know, it very well may have been my, may have been my last. Um, but, well, who knows? But, yeah. Don't doom yourself. Uh, stay positive yeah, stay optimistic not cocky but stay optimistic
1: yeah i'm but, trying uh, to like stay on top of this wave of creativity right now and i'm just like kevin and i are just like what are we doing next and we're trying to figure it out just so we can like not lose it and and get too like settled yeah. into this and
0: can't force and even... it though either can't force yeah
1: it. yeah it's it's such a fine line to try to to try to get but who knows wow. or maybe rough pants works out and we just make it for real <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, I think he, I don't I don't know if it goes straight from rough pants to make it. But you never know with uh there's always a, your lottery chance with the the, yeah. the, the algorithms. Um speaking of That's algorithms. True. Speaking of the algorithm. Oh the, my god. The <laughs> <laughs> the boy, boy. Let's talk about Christopher Nolan. That's a great segue. Um, So what is your personal experience with him as a filmmaker? Because I think a lot of people, whether they know it or not, have probably seen several, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, at least like four Christopher Nolan films. Um, He's kind of like one, he's one of those, you know, like a Spielberg or uh, something. Like you've seen his movies without even knowing you've seen his movies. And, uh, but there's definitely a market style to all of this stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what's your relationship with the uh, with the Chris with the uh, Chris Nolan?
1: Well, I didn't really start noticing him as like what he was until Batman Begins. Um, I remember the first time I watched Batman Begins. I think it was the last uh, Canadian trip we did for the Hornets that I was on. Uh, we watched it there, and uh, then the the subsequent Batman movies. Uh, but then that gets you into The Dark Knight is really what made me look at like christopher nolan and like the stuff he did um the hornets was
0: then, our peewee football team
1: yeah sorry yeah the we played football when we were kids uh <laughs> but the um in college we watched memento and that is really what was like holy shit because i just knew him as a comic book movie director because of the batman movies and memento is just so good and so amazing and then it just made you want to like get into watching this other stuff and like obviously inception came later um i think i was in college when inception came out still um and that also was just kind of like that was the big mind fuck movie that everybody just had to talk about and and um i remember watching it with chris miller and my who's my roommate uh and we had to pause the movie every 15 minutes what the fuck just happened what the fuck did he just do what is and like it's and so like and that's kind of like oh this is christopher nolan's thing it's just constantly confusing the audience but sometimes just challenging
0: i think inception i think inception probably at this point is his is we're gonna keep throwing around magnum opus at this point (laughs) in his career i would say inception is that peak um Mm -hmm. my first experience uh obviously i think Chrono- chronologically, Batman Begins is the first of his that I've seen because it I didn't realize it came out before The Prestige, but I remember Oh, The Prestige is the, so good. I remember the first time I saw The Prestige. Um,
1: mm.
0: I don't remember, the, there was another magician movie that came out at the same time. Um, The Illusionist, The Illusionist, and I remember we watched them in the same weekend together, and uh, they're both really good, but this one was way better. Mm-hmm. um and uh yeah just fucking loved that movie and it was burned in my brain like just the performances and it was long but it was really good and interesting mm-hmm. um and it was probably i would say one of my earliest uh experiences um with a indie not an indie movie but more like a slower uh narrative driven film um mm-hmm. that you know, it's outside of like, I mean, like, especially artistic, you know, very creative um, and meticulously crafted. Like this kind of movie is my first real experience really, really having an impact of it outside of, the, you know, the teen boy movies like Tarantino stuff or, or whatever.
1: It's um, wild because at the time, I remember The Illusionist had a lot more <laughs> marketing going on, a lot more talk about um, than The Prestige. The Prestige was kind of a lower budget, like a smaller thing Um, yeah it was
0: like the verses it was the there was a versus in the two movies um yeah like uh everyone was watching them both and and giving their take on them both yeah it was like there we Blood in no country for old men you're right it's exactly like that people would pair movies uh, and I don't know if it was like, it happened more than that, but I just remember with those two movies that everyone paired them together and everyone would watch them and be like, man, they're both great. Which one did you like better? With these two, they happen to both be about magicians. Um, and they are, and, and to this Rotten Tomatoes, Illusionist is 73%. I, I did not even looked it up on Letterboxd, but, um, I remember it being good. I just remember it, that the Prestige... Has stuck with me to this day. I don't remember what The Illusionist is about. I remember what Prestige (laughs) is about. And I've only seen it probably maybe once or twice. Um, Yeah. And it's such a really, 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 really good movie. So that is, uh, I think, the prestige I have a hold high in my, in like just my journey with film um obviously the dark knight trilogy beyond batman begins i hated dark knight rises um that's probably another reason why i would consider inception his peak just looking at it um his filmography in front of me inception is perfect um i I saw i realized you're about to make a bane joke Uh, you
1: don't like bane
0: (laughs) i don't like bane you sound that sounded like a uh, not calling, not saying oh. that it was racist, but it sounded kind of like, uh, um, like a white person doing an Indian accent a little bit.
1: Oh no, I'm just <laughs> losing my voice. I know, I know, I
0: know. It, that's why it's funny. I was
1: raised in the darkness.
0: It's that's I why was it was funny. It. <laughs> that that was why it was funny. But yeah, I think I Dark Knight Rises is, was mediocre. Um, mm-hmm. and but Inception is Shot great. In Pittsburgh. Inception is, is perfect. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's just I remember that there was a point where I would just put it on in the background, um, and just like muted and just for the visuals of people floating around fighting each other. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great movie, great movie. So I was, and then Dunkirk. I, I forgot to mention Dunkirk was all. It's also I've not seen Interstellar, so that's why I moved past it. Dunkirk, uh, I really loved. Um, as just a straightforward... It was nice to see him do a film that was more um, straightforward, period piece, a war movie. Um, and it was very easy to, to watch and get. I really enjoyed Dunkirk um, a lot. So that's why I was incredibly excited for Tenant. I never saw Memento, so this is my first time seeing Memento for this podcast. But Tenant. I was, like, hyped. I remember if it was before, I don't remember, like, they were showing previews for this movie years ago before it actually Mm. came out because they held it for so long because of COVID. And um, I remember seeing these previews, and they would show, like, extended scenes. So the whole opening of the movie, um, the whole opening of the movie, they showed that. From the moment, from the very beginning to the explosion. And then they just cut it as they're, like, running back to the vans. We don't mm-hmm. see um, uh, John John David Washington get captured. Um, but, but I was hyped. I was like, this is fucking tight. Sign me up. And now that I've seen it, that's probably the best part of the whole movie.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> elements of, like, the little war thing at the end that are, like, just cool cinematically but it's just such a clusterfuck in the grand scheme of the whole movie it's, it's, um, like, it's
0: like a short film yeah an excellent short film <laughs> and uh and like all these act, some of the action set pieces they're not i don't like them as much as that one but they are yeah. s- still cool i just like i think at that point i don't care as much i cared in the beginning i wanted to like the movie so i'm just mm-hmm. like let's fucking go and uh and then the movie just keeps going and and, uh, kind of is a nothing, <laughs> a big old grand old nothing movie to me.
1: Well, I was going to ask, do you think that this movie suffers from the James Bond travel porn effect where it's just, it's just beautiful location hopping. So there's that's...
0: elements of that. There's definitely, they go back to the same locations a couple of times, to- like a good few times. So it's not like yeah. we're even all over the world because we, you know, spoilers. I think we already spoiled something, but, that, you know, there are scenes later that we experience backwards, that mm. we experience earlier in the movie forwards. And that is the whole gimmick, if you want to call it that, of the movie, mm. is the forward-backward shit. That there is, it is nebulous and vague as fuck, and that's also why it doesn't work for me. Um yeah. A cool almost, idea. There is a pr- awesome premise. There is a cool movie that could have been made, but it did not mm-hmm. get made. Like I like. Sometimes I say that there's a good movie in the editing room. There's a great movie in the editing room. I don't think yeah. that with this. I don't nope. think. I think that. <laughs> I think this you, is script fails. A writing catastrophe. Yep. Script fails. Um. Beyond that, um. You, I mean, Christopher Nolan's. It's got really good cinematography. Um, they're, like I like some of the sets. I like some of the locations. Those beautiful things. Super rich boy shit. And I guess mm-hmm. there's the James Bond thing you're talking about. There is a James Bond influence yeah. on this film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I see that. It's trying to go for a postmodern James Bond. right? I, I, I think that's yeah. what I would describe this film as in a phrase. For um,
1: sure. 100%. Like the the use of uh, the use of just expensive big things, and then just like uh, Chris Nolan likes to shoot on IMAX, so everything is just big, expansive, and expensive in this movie. And this movie it's, looks so, so much expensive. Of it, it's yeah, movie it's incredibly fit- expensive. It looks so much, and that which also is probably why he was so adamant about this had to be in theaters to try to recoup some of the costs. Oh, I, they, um,
0: well, I got fucked on that. They just like didn't want to hold it any longer. Um, yeah. They, uh, I saw that this is his highest budgeted film of with an original idea. So I don't think that includes Batman, Batman's, but be other yeah. than the Batman's it is, is his highest budgeted film. And, uh, I feel bad cause it's a, it's a stink boy. It's a big old stink boy.
1: Yeah, I was going through some of the Letterboxd scores before we started and uh, just the people who liked it I'm just like I don't understand like apparently all of everything just went over your head and it was just like you Michael bait it like it was cool and pretty and explosions and actions and that's enough to hold me over. So um
0: last night I watched uh some reviews and podcasts. I watched um Brian Kermode, um the BBC reviewer. He's a fucking Chris Nolan stan and he is mm-hmm. like I he, he he praised a bunch of sh- shit that we probably would praise, like, the cinematography and da-da-da-da. Mm. But then he was like, I don't think I understood it. <laughs> and he's like, and then it raises the question, is it a narrative failing? Like, does the narrative fail by you needing to watch it more than once to even understand it? However, I would push further than that and say that you can't understand it on multiple watches. I don't yeah.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that this is the after I watched this for the first time I watched this with my friend Evan and uh, hour and a half in we saw there's an hour left and my jaw dropped just because it just felt long. But then after it was over, I was like this sucked. And he was just like, No, 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 you need to watch a 30 minute video on YouTube to understand it. And then you're gonna love it. And I was like, No, Get that shit out of here. That's not if I if you have to do that. There's certain movies I do do that just because I I like am, it already
0: you know. and I want to explore yeah. it
1: further. That's exactly what that, that's what makes that but, shit good. But hold on, but real quick, talk because especially since we're doing Memento. Memento is a movie that definitely needs more than one watch, but it is so rewarding with each watch. I understood exist.
0: it mostly though. <clears throat>
1: Yes, like you the rewatching is just to be like, Oh man, so I know I now I missed notice that. that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, missed that. I watched only the beginning
0: over. Sorry. And
1: man. the uh what I was gonna say was like when when ninety five percent of your dialogue in this movie is exposition trying to explain things enough for the audience, but then gloss over all of the stuff that makes you go, Wait, wait, how does that make sense? Wait, why wouldn't they just do this? Why wouldn't they just do that? Like the stuff with our with R- pad at the end of the movie when he's essentially choosing to uh um well i guess it would create a paradox if you didn't but we'll get to that in the end i don't know it's just it's just so convoluted none uh, of it
0: even in its core it's all like everything's need to know it's all yeah. need to know you only get what you need to know so Ooh.
1: which yeah. is it like the whole movie could have gone so much smoother if they from the get-go would have filled this motherfucker in because well, like, half
0: of it is him not is him trying to discover what they could have already told him
1: exactly like half the mo- an hour of the movie could have been saved in a phone all call all of or in the Mumbai shit all the Mumbai
0: yeah. shit at the very least especially
1: um, when you find out the twist at the end like which I don't know if we want to go spoilers or not already but like the um I, I'm gonna not say it yet but yeah like it's just fucked it's fucked it's ah uh, it's so dumb um, uh
0: yeah I just I got bored with this movie so fast because I didn't care and yeah. i like i mean if you're into action set pieces, you could probably just watch this and and cut out the exposition points in between and be mm-hmm. interested, but for me, who needs a good a narrative along with sick action i can't just do like uh, you know i i can't just do action for action's sake uh, yeah. at least at this point in my life, and um it doesn't it doesn't work and you you're relying on exposition like you said and then it's like but it's only enough exposition to keep the story going and mm-hmm. give you your next you know quest it feels like yeah. a video it's very much a video game oh, plot yes it i have is, that written down is, here this
1: is a fetch quest movie
0: uh yeah mm-hmm. it's a video game plot and then like I, yeah it does of course it does the marvel mcguffin shit but it's beyond even that where it's just like it's kind of like the star wars rise of skywalker thing but mm-hmm. eh, this movie's better than that uh, that movie's dog shit
1: but no, yeah uh, there's no redeeming quality of that movie no at all.
0: that movie's shit it could have been cool but not not at all <laughs> um this uh it's just like go here to find out a little information and then go here to find out more information go here to find out more information and then it becomes all about saving the 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 wife of of Kenneth Branagh, Russian Kenneth Branagh. Uh, is that who that was? Oh my God, you didn't know that was Kenneth Branagh?
1: Wow, he looks old. Because I just I mean, watched he interviews. He is old. He is old. I, so like I I watched a bunch of interviews for Belfast, and he doesn't look like this. <laughs> he looks a lot. I like, feel like he looks younger. Just, and he, honestly, better.
0: he looks like Kenneth Branagh to me. He looks like wow. a man in his late fifties. Um, wow. Which is younger no than he idea. is. Man, you never look at the casts. You never look well, at the I casts. Well,
1: go, I go in blind as go, I can. And That's
0: fine. But afterwards, look at the cast. Because you might find <laughs> these surprises. I'm honestly, I enjoy surprising you with these people. I think you might, <laughs> I, I have really, really, so this is something that Riss has put me onto, is that I have really, really good face, de- you know, detection. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at spotting faces and voices. I'm good at both. Yeah. But so you must have the people have that face blindness shit where they can't tell people apart from, you know, uh, just by looking at them. They have yeah. to be told who they are or they have to be
1: they have to read it or whatever. So I'm not, like saying, I, you I, now, I'm not saying, saying you have face blindness. I'm not saying you have face blindness. Hold on. But now, now, now saying that it is kind of brand. New, I see it. I 100 percent see it. But in the moment, never thought of it. didn't think one thing about. it. I was like, wow, this guy's like I Russian best but he's like i don't mind him uh but being kenneth Brannaugh that now makes me why didn't they just go with an actual russian guy um
0: i thought the same thing and it's obviously it, kenneth Branagh is also in dunkirk um and uh i think christopher nolan just likes him
1: yeah. i think that I mean, he's
0: that he's just a fan of kenneth branaugh and wanted to put him in his movies i thought the same thing this would be better with a real russian but kenneth Branagh was fine uh he yeah. I thought he was gonna be hammier. I thought he was gonna be more mustache twirling. Um, but he wasn't. He was fine. He is not the reason why the movie sucks, though I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Russian villain is very cliched. That yeah. honestly was my issue more beyond it had nothing to do with the casting of the performance. It was that Russian villain feels very bond. And, I think it's
1: well, and, yeah, I think it's to feel bond, but also to have the whole plot thing of just how they were able to send some dude the his future self send him shit um in the uh in like the 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 post nuclear test site area where there's no one gonna be there or whatever like it was all just kind of like well it has to be because of this because this. but although i guess you could have changed that to be anywhere you could desert but in, in the middle of nowhere in any country it didn't have to be russian so yeah you're right you're right
0: um uh i don't know uh it just is a mess. It's a mess. Uh, so what? It, so while we're talking about the cast, I think it's good to go. Like, let's talk about all of it. So, what did you think, uh, about John David Washington? Because you haven't really seen him in anything, and I've seen him in Black Clansmen, which you've talked about wanting to see like a
1: thousand. I've been episodes. dying to see. Yeah, um, but which I, we will I thought do. he was. I thought he was fine. I mean, I. I don't he's... think he's the
0: reason why it fails.
1: No, not at all, not at all i mean he's um i mean he's not very intimidating in in the first half of the movie um but then i I more like respect his character's like ability to kind of adapt to the fact that everyone's kind of fucking him with 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 not giving him enough information and he's just kind of rolling with it and doing what he can um, I
0: like him, but I don't know if I think he's a great actor if that makes sense. I think he's Yeah, got a there like, was definitely I think he's got a likable face and a likable mm-hmm. vibe and uh and he's charisma, but he doesn't have yes. but he doesn't have a lot of charisma in this film he's He's very much like uh, this movie, everybody's very clinical and try. It's Christopher yeah. Nolan' style it's, I, and I think that's on the direction more than the performances, uh, but I've mm. seen him in Black Klansman, and I thought that same thing, like I was like, I like you. And I like seeing you in this movie, but I don't know if I necessarily think that you're acting as that, that good. Um, yeah.
1: I, for me, when he was on, when he first meets Kenneth Branagh on the boat, I just kept thinking, man, his delivery sounds like iced tea from law and order. It's just kind of like the same, just the same. flat. Yeah. And just like, what so you're telling me that there's plutonium in the ocean or whatever, whatever, but it's, I don't know. It's just I very know much what you mean. like,
0: no, I know what you mean. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm talking about. I will say Robert Pattinson's probably the best thing acting-wise about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, like, a posh accent he's kind of giving, um, mm-hmm. and I, I love it. It's so he's very – he sounds, like, regal kind of. Um, yeah. So, uh, without saying, like, cliche things like old boy or something like that. But, uh, man, I I really liked him in the movie. Don't understand how the, the meeting – like, they met – I don't understand how he got incorporated into the film and mm. John David Washington just trusted him for this first job and then he actually knew way more Robert Pattinson knew more about everything than he let mm. on and um and uh, I hated all that that was the the beginning yep. of me losing the the plot was Robert Pattinson mm. like he's not a member of Tenant he's but he is actually yeah He's not but he is. <laughs> but he's plan- <laughs> pretending like he's not. Then how then why is he involved in this secret ass mission to begin with? Mm-hmm. Like
1: I didn't like do you know? I uh, no, I don't under- <laughs> like he So he's he's sent if, we're, if we if you're alright to spoil it then I'm going to explain. Yeah, it. no, we spoil um, I think we okay. said spoilers right <clears> in the beginning. <throat> I don't think we did, because I yeah we did, we stuff. did, we did. You okay. keep talking
0: about not. I thought we were just gonna wait the ending until we talk about the ending.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well, we, this is from the ending, but you find all right, out that fine. Um, that Robert Pattinson's boss is John David Washington in the future. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. There's looper shit.
1: Yeah, so he was sent. So he went in reverse all the way back to get to this point, and it's just like, man, you could have literally just said, hey you're you in the future is setting up this whole thing and this is inception style it's a temporal pincer within a temporal pincer oh my within god a temporal pincer. i saw reviews say like,
0: they love the temporal pincer line oh. and i didn't like it um, oh, it's so bad was that it's when so, the, it was three the, levels of it at so the end of it the character of ives is introduced so i'm just like you're gonna just you're just a like background guy you're either gonna never come back or you're gonna get killed and he doesn't he lives he's in the rest of the movie and he lives and uh, he's just there to provide exposition because he's from the future team or whatever he's been a member of this team for the longest so he like Mm -hmm. tells everybody and he's about everything Um, and then there's like the science exposition girl her name's Wheeler I learned because they shouted it at the end but honestly didn't know she was an important enough character to remember uh, until they were screaming her name at
1: the end of the movie Wheeler
0: and I'm like, why are you screaming her name? She's alive. Everyone's okay.
1: Wait. Oh wait, we're talking about the doctor who was in the beginning teaching um, uh, John David Washington about the. the oh my god, bullets?
0: she's that. She's the doctor.
1: No, that's what I'm asking. I don't know because I could, she
0: had a helmet. She had military gear on from the from the Ives from Ives Point on. She's in military fatigues. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, so I'm like, no, is, I think that's because the the doctor was blonde in the beginning.
0: Yeah, we the and, girl I'm talking about has a brown has brown hair. Yeah,
1: so they're not the same. Okay, okay. when you said because that would have fucking
0: okay. pissed me off even more if that were the case. Yeah, um, I, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I uh, just like shit like that bothered me. The female characters are terribly written are there oh, no, no, only there to advance the plot
1: yeah if we want to no, talk I would about even say her not even to advance the plot but to get in the way of the plot like if if he if this is his whole job and he's cia and all this shit he would not have gave a fuck about this lady and her kid because they're not pertaining to the mission and instead especially when you're trying to save like
0: all of time. the world
1: yeah like and you're just like it's the whole like uh oh, i gotta save this one person but you know it's jeopardizing destroying the planet but it's like why why but even then you wouldn't do that even
0: then even if he fell in <laughs> love with somebody and that's a cliche ass thing bond ass mm. trope you yeah, at yeah. least make her better written she's and like they try to give her her moment when she kills kenneth Branagh on the end um yeah but she but it like adds more tension to the plot at the very like to the stakes at the very end out of nowhere yeah and, It wasn't very good. Um, I liked the moment. I liked when she killed Kenneth Branagh. That was Brandon. That was probably one of my favorite moments. But um, overall, her character was terribly written, and uh, Mm. there's just no good, real good female characters in this. Um, There's not a lot of good characters. Period, though. Like even Mm. John David Washington doesn't get a name. He's just the protagonist which yeah, at also, first yeah. I didn't hate. And then as it went on and they kept saying it, he would like look at the camera and be like, I'm the <laughs> protagonist. And I just like, God yeah. damn fucking roll hey, my
1: eyes. I was waiting for him to just look at the camera, and wake and go, what are we? Uh, tenant. <laughs> well, the, uh, suicide, like yeah, suicide squad. Reference. <laughs>
0: um, Pull a but, but essentially on, what it is with the, it is what it is with the, um, the protagonist thing. And then they kept they started referring to the antagonists as the bad guys and so all right. So here here's the time where I'm going to quiz I'm quizzing you. No oh god. Tell me what happened. You've seen this movie more than once. So you are Twice officially now, yeah. the the resident expert tenant expert. So I need you to tell me what the fuck was the plot? What was happening with the future shit with the tenant group and with Kenneth Branagh, who you didn't know was Kenneth Branagh. Volkov okay, so was his name, the character's name.
1: I don't even fucking remember. It's it's <laughs> something. It
0: it's generic. Some generic Russian name. I I, I might have I thought just, it was
1: like I thought it was Sarnov or something. Sater. Uh, Sater. Sater. All right, okay, but I think it's
0: Volkov might have been his first name.
1: I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> but the plot of this movie that I've gathered is generations in the future. They've someone has invented a way. This lady doctor the uh a way to inverse time and then kills herself like it separates it into nine things sends it into the past or whatever and labels them as plutonium 241 kills herself so that no one else can recreate it wait Somebody what else... does the
0: algorithm do i already is it... lost you what does that fucking algorithm uh, do
1: so the algorithm it it is a machine that is able to it's not inverse. even a
0: program it's a machine
1: yeah yeah i thought it's algorithms
0: to... were programs
1: like formulas,
0: yeah. like math formulas. Yes,
1: yeah. so that that little stick thing that they put together. I know have, what it, it. is. Like... I know what it is.
0: But I'm trying to understand why they chose what? to use the word algorithm. The algorithm, other than it Dumb. being a fad buzzword. Other than yeah. buzzword, why did they do that?
1: Who knows? But apparently, so, what right, is, like, so what they had it? the ability yeah. to inverse Those, time for individuals, but this algorithm can inverse time for the whole world or some shit, is what I gathered. And so, she's like, alright, I'm gonna break it up, send it to the past in nine different locations, and kill myself. And I guess, um, Horror somebody crisis. in the future, yeah, somebody in the future is, like, wants to regather that, and so they chose, uh, the future people chose, uh, Kenneth Branagh, Branagh to, um, be their little whatever to put it all together. Um, and, that's essentially what his character has been doing is gathering um, all of the infinity stones, essentially. Uh, and I guess they know he's going to die. So he's going to because he has like pancreatic cancer. So he's just going to kill himself. And it's all rigged that when he kills himself, the algorithm triggered once it's all completed. And it, it destroys just sounds... all the time. Yeah. And it'll just ruin it. It's the whole if I can't have her, no one can uh, thing that they were playing off at the beginning when he t- why he wouldn't let his. and
0: and i got in the end that the future the reason why the future wanted to destroy the past is because the world because of climate change and pollution which they don't outrightly say but it is definitely what they're talking about uh we have ruined the planet for the future so the future is pissed and they want to fuck us up from the future they want to send shit back to blow up the the past And send shit back to the past and blow it up to save yeah. the future world. And but, uh,
1: but the good guys think it's just going to end the world. The um, Yeah, the good so guys just
0: think it's going to end the world, which I did not understand. Because I was confused. Like They keep saying it's going to end the world. Is yeah. it ending the world or is it just reversing time?
1: Yeah, and if this already happened, how is all of this still aligned? But then Robert Pattinson talks about parallel universe theory at one point for like literally ten seconds, and then glosses over and goes to bed. Oh, um, they
0: they randomly say a bunch of random science theories to try to explain what's happening, and it doesn't. It's all it doesn't build on it. Build to anything.
1: Yeah, it's not. And I imagine, like, because with Inception, while I have not seen it, I've seen, them like, a lot of behind-the-scenes for it, and they went with, like, insane space physicists and scientists to, like, to figure out the black hole thing and all the relative time and all that stuff. But in this, it just felt like, you know, we don't need anybody. We figured it out in Inception how time works, so we're just going to fucking do it. And it's just, like, I don't know. I, like, I didn't also, the, and I know this is kind of a sidetrack, I didn't like that just, like, Things would be fine one second, and then the next minute, they would be like... Like, the car mirror being destroyed. It doesn't look... Like, in the the chase scene, when they're trying to um, box in the armored car to steal the plutonium. Yeah. Um, The car didn't really, like... They show... It it didn't really have any damage, but then they made a point to show, like, oh, now it has... It's it's broken, the side view mirror. And then you see why it's broken or whatever. But, like, they're... um, like the body of Robert Pattinson at the end being on the other side of the thing. I feel like it wasn't there. Then it was because our Pat. Oh my God. The editing sucks. Dick. And some of these parts. Yeah. It's it's so hard to follow
0: the backwards shit. uh, I think that's why it fails as a gimmick because I can't follow what's happening because of the way it's edited. I can't see who, how the punches are hitting because it's all happening backwards. I can't see like, yeah. And like that whole sequence at the end with the, the, the fence and the guy's got a gun and we see Mm. somebody running away, but then nobody's run away. Yeah.
1: Our Pat like goes from being dead to alive in reverse uh, in that sequence. And that, then that's why at the end he's like, well, I gotta go. Oh
0: my God. I didn't even understand that. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So
1: he, our Pat at the end was just like, well, I have to go kill myself now because I saved you and if i don't do this well he didn't say this but was like I said if i don't do this all this is going to get undone but it never really felt like anything in the past affected the future in this it movie. doesn't
0: it's just it's inconsistent um consistency is a problem um
1: yeah it's, i don't know I, I hate like it even doing- the whole
0: ending that was supposed to be this giant cool battle <laughs> you don't see anyone all, any of the enemy troops
1: do you realize yeah. that uh, yes i have i've written down who are the enemy troops because it does not say does this just the guy have an army of, like just waiting here like he had a full army with missiles and tanks and shit all just hiding out of this place ready um i we saw guess, the one helicopter then... and like there's a yeah. few
0: times that we are sh- seeing characters shoot at other people and we find out that that was robert pattinson mm-hmm. We find out that that, yeah. that Humvee that they were shooting at had Robert Pattinson in it. We find out that that one soldier, like, b- beeping at John David Washington was Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And, like, it was,
1: hey. um... A temporal pincer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I thought Ives was going to die, but then it was like, no, Robert Pattinson's going to die. I was like, oh, okay. That's fine, because he's yeah. the coolest character in the movie, so I get why they killed him, but... Yeah, the whole end, high, the ending battle could have been way cooler, but I was confused about what was happening. Who are they um, fighting? Where was this who army coming from? Then you got the half of them are fighting, are going backwards, and the other half are going hmm. forwards, and I just don't know why. I mean, I know why, hmm. but I don't know why. You know, they said hmm. that this has to happen, but I don't know why it has to happen because like backwards bullets are so. <laughs> that's all you need to know is it the temporal pincer
1: that's so they can use that line three times there's three there's the oh, one between said that the, the, the russians no they've they mentioned it three separate times they're the the one with the um, robbing the plutonium in um whatever country with the the all the cars boxing in the armored vehicle uh-huh. and then you have this operation like the war thing and at the end robert Penn's like motherfucker this whole thing is a temporal pincer like macro style and i'm just like ah all of the universe is a temporal pincer <laughs> that's really what it is uh yeah, apparently. yeah. And, and, da- and john david Washington's controlling the strings of this temporal pincer from fucking like the the, the, the a thousand years in the future
0: i hope this doesn't hurt uh john david washington's career because i would like to see him in more things before i you know give him a give him a rating as a actor. Um, only yeah. seen these two films, but I like him a lot. And that's why I want to do well. Uh, I, I think I'm ready to stop talking about this movie because
1: yeah, I'm down.
0: It, uh, Oh yeah. Michael Caine's a thousand years old and he's in it. Yeah, He looks, he looks, he looks like a good living corpse. And I felt bad about it cause I like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just that uh, hard to see people. You like get really old. And, yeah. um, it was like you know it was like stan lee like live, stan lee who thought he was like the betty white of this shit yeah um, but uh <laughs> all right what are you giving tenant
1: uh man i my heart my heart says two but my brain says two and a half just because the cinematography is really good and it is it is um the set the set design is really good i like all the production design i like the um the, there's, there are cool sequences in here, besides the opening sequence, which is awesome. The opening sequence is very Perfect. much akin to the Dark Knight opening sequence. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, I
0: think which is one of the great opening sequences mm. of movies. This movie, uh, we for, I forgot to compare it, but this movie rem- movie reminded me of Heat. I don't. I don't know why. I think mm. Christopher Nolan's action scenes remind me of the big one in Heat uh like now yeah 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 uh, and i think that that uh this has a bunch of those kind of sequences um because heat's a better movie unfortunately for the for yeah as
1: as bored as i was during heat in between it has a series. narrative at least yeah they all of that there, stuff was there, had purpose there's in some
0: there. emotional weight at the end of the film and yeah this is nothing uh i gave it a two and a half also um it's not it's not the worst film i ever saw um like the, the action like can get you well far it's just if i had to see this in a theater i think i would have been a lot more bored i don't think a lot mm. i and i think we, we've been talking about this recently but i i've been you know we've been going to the theater more for this podcast than we maybe ever have um and uh mm. it really sucks to be stuck in a movie theater for a movie you don't want to see yeah um and being at home for it makes it much more easy to manage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can chunk it. You can watch it in chunks. You can, God forbid, you know, you look at your phone or something. Um, yeah. Or you can read about the production while you're watching. Um, but when you're just glued in your seat, and this is the only thing you can watch, um, I don't know if I would feel I – f- I feel like I could possibly have rated it lower. Um, but I'm sticking to a two and a half.
1: I'm giving yes I'm it's just I I would give it a 2 I really just don't like this movie and I don't want to watch it ever again but I I feel like I could I, watch I it, it down,
0: but, but like not like only half
1: watching Now yeah now seeing it twice I don't ever want to watch it again Yeah
0: I can see that I realized I've only seen it once I want to see if I could glean anything else out of it but I also realized that part of my issue with, with is with not understanding was not wanting to engage with it at a certain point mm. because I hate, I was already over it. Um, the only
1: way to enjoy this movie is to attack it with a temporal pincer.
0: I honestly it. already had questions and issues when the suicide pill was actually just a coma, like a, like a fake yeah. death pill and, the Romeo and, Juliet thing. and they asked him why it, like the, the, the boss was like, it's a test. So mm. like why all this was a test? Like, for, I, I already don't. I'm, already, my belief is is uh, needing requiring suspension. Yeah, I, I don't even know much... what they
1: they were. I don't know who the real bad guys were in that opening sequence too. Just because like they are, I thought that they were like coming in with the real police just to extract the one guy and let the police deal with the terrorists. But then the police are also going after them and yeah then they getting, yeah by Russians and it just didn't make sense and Robert Pattinson's in that scene in the opening uh who's and he saves with a re- inverse reverse bullet, saves uh uh John David yeah, Washington in the beginning. yes
0: yes yes <clears throat> I figured out that that was probably him um, like it just oh my God uh, there's another thing I forgot this rip on so in the the ending fights the ending big battle everyone's got gas masks on right? Mm. some of their in certain shots, their gas masks are lit up and certain like CG lit up. And some of their gas Mm. masks are not just regular, clear. You can see them if you can see them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder why. My my theory is, is that some of they just CG'd in Robert Pattinson or whoever's face they wanted over some Mm. of those people. And it looks bad. It just, Mm. like, you can tell, and it doesn't look good at all. Like, because, like, you would either have to have all their faces lit up all the time, or why Mm. is it randomly people's faces are lit up? And, like, unless they have some kind of, maybe they have some switch in the helmet that turns on a light, but why would they be turning it on and off throughout the battle? It's not dark. It's
1: the middle of the day. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. There's don't so make much sense. chalk it up, add it to the list of things that don't make sense. I think it was
0: post. I think they tried to fix some things with shots and post, yeah. and they thought it looked fine, and it didn't look fine. It it looks noticeable. I mean, you didn't notice it, but I it, yeah, I did. Um, but uh, but yeah. All right, fuck this movie. Uh, let's talk about Memento. <laughs> let's talk about a fucking great movie.
1: Yeah, uh, which is crazy to see. Like, I mean, I I I, I see the through line for Memento two here because Memento is only a. Film, but it has the Christopher He's, Nolan he plays like, with time.
0: Library. He loves playing with time. Yeah, um, how many movies of his deal with deal with time? Um, at the very least, this Memento, Tenet, and Inception, Interstellar, and, and Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, the dude um, loves time. As someone who's who has a who gets spooked out by the mm-hmm. fathoming time passing, um, I can feel that. Um, this movie. So, couple things watching this movie before we delve in delve into nuts and bolts. I didn't think I was going to like it at first, just by Guy really? Pierce. I did. I'm not. Uh, I I wasn't sure. I thought about Guy Pierce at first, and uh, just the vibe of it. I wasn't. It didn't. It needed to settle in for me a little bit, and then I was like, No, this is dope. Because I thought I was trying to say, Is this up its ass? Like, is this up its ass? And I realize I, I did realize that it's not. Um, it's just really, really well crafted. Um yeah. whereas Tenet is up its ass and not good. Um, and indulgent. Think the you know, two and a half hour movie trend has to stop. Agreed. Um, and that is a problem. That is a problem with modern movies.
1: Yeah, that needs to be saved for epics exclusively. Like if you have like your Avengers 20 movies to get to this point yeah i'll take a three hour three i don't i uh, sure. it, it but, has
0: to be earned and everyone's it, yeah. just doing it to do it and that's that is a problem when you make two and a half hours the standard runtime it makes people mm-hmm. i think it, it makes the films more challenging and you have to have a it, it's harder to pace and harder to keep engaging you know mm-hmm. and um And I think too many directors Think it needs that runtime To fully flesh something out And either sometimes it don't Or sometimes you're just taking on too big Of a a narrative To fit in one film
1: But hey, do you know Speaking of overindulgence Do you know who is one of Christopher Nolan's Closest buddy buddies? Zack Snyder
0: i heard that i heard that but i
1: they're, yeah they're good friends apparently they, like, i want to i good...
0: would love to know more about the nuts and bolts of that because i read i've read that too that they, they he they send each other their movies like for notes
1: um mm, and stuff they, like that. they hang out and shit um but uh yeah but yeah
0: i but yeah guy yeah, pierce this... i just want to finish what I was saying i Sorry. wasn't crazy about guy pierce um and um this movie has a vibe uh, and there is an era of films from the late '90s and early 2000s. I would say that this fits into. Um, it reminds me of Fight Club. It reminds me of Requiem for a Dream. It reminds me of The Matrix, the first The Matrix, just because there's a couple actors from The Matrix in it. Um, but it's just like the 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 coloring and the texture. And like everything's like dirty and green, like there's a lot of greens mm. in all those films. Um, like there isn't that, there is an era that is an aesthetic of film, and I'm sure someone mm. that knows more about movies is will has a name for it or something. But there, do you know what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I know, I know
1: all these
0: movies have that vibe, have this look to them and vibe to yeah. them. Um, i think
1: memento is a little bit more orange um not just from the, like the poster but just like all of the daytime stuff it has that like southern california like heat warm feel but, it's, to it. but I mean, his, not, not engaging but it's the it, dark stuff
0: but his suit is it green is, the jaguar is yeah. dark green uh um, yeah there's a lot of greens uh also oranges i think is a part of the it's like um like an umber uh mm-hmm. kind of orange like there's darker oranges yeah i think all these movies this- do that too
1: this is the era right before Teal and Orange became like the staple of every big movie. Like, because once from Transformers on hit, Teal and Orange is fucking every action movie from like the 2010 era or like 20, 2008 or whatever on Transformers, where it was just like, well, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's like 10
0: years after of this that era. look.
1: Um, but those, yeah, but this this look lasted a lot of through the uh, late nineties into the early, uh, through the early two thousands. So I, it's kind of like a, I feel like a transition of like color text because you didn't even start getting like intense color grading until low brother. Okay. I now. see what you're saying. I see what you're um, saying.
0: It's yeah, it's, mm. uh, and i and even Requiem for a is probably more blues. Um, but it's mm. just something about the way that these movies, um, the shot composition is the color thing is uh the tech there's a grit and texture to them Mm -hmm. but um it's more it doesn't look like you know early 90s films it's more um Mm -hmm. the cameras are better um i don't know i would be interested in compiling more films around this era that fit to this aesthetic um it's Mm -hmm. definitely like an edgy all these films are edgy you know and um and dark to varying degrees but definitely all dark and all have this edge and dirt there's like a unclean look not grime like, yeah, not yeah. grimy but things don't feel clean david lynch has this vibe i think in like blue velvet and mm. lost highway lost highway i would say is a part of this vibe because it's isn't that yeah late i can 90s? see that it's like 97 yeah. Um, yeah it's 96
1: 97 uh um, i yeah. would say
0: lost highway fits with these films also <laughs>
1: Because we're getting into an era where in this part we're we're still shooting film, but you have some stuff that looks super clean and in the head, but you have the filmmakers that still like the the gritty texture yeah, of yeah. film stocks and stuff. And so you have a lot of these movies like The Matrix is probably shot with like a very similar camera to this movie, but it's using a little bit of a cleaner film stock. Um, but when you go to it was a very much an aesthetic choice at the time and still is today. It's why a lot of people choose to shoot film Tarantino specifically. They like that texture grit that adds onto the, um, the shot. The only difference now is we have extremely cr- sharp modern lenses to be paired with it.
0: Um, even gummo, like <laughs> gummo is not, does not look like these films. Like in terms no, of but how it, it has that film texture. It, a and lot. it has the vibe it has a, a similar vibe to the reason What well, honestly, what sparked me to think about this is i saw that originally christopher nolan wanted brad pitt brad pitt was initially slated to play leonard um but passed due to scheduling conflicts um and i thought that that was like he the way the blonde hair he literally looks like tyler durden oh yeah i was gonna say it's like too bike clubby he he looks like tyler durden already um guy pierce's vibe is very similar. And Look is very similar to Brad Pitt's. Apparently, other actors considered were Aaron Eckhart, who was later in The Dark Knight, and Thomas Mm -hmm. Jane. Um, Guy Pierce. I I don't have a lot of experience with Guy Pierce. I saw a movie that he was in, an A24 movie called The Rover with Robert Pattinson from a few years ago, and I hated it. So I don't have a ton. I know he's been in other movies I've seen, but he kind of never stands out to me. Um, you're
1: telling me that Guy Pierce in his super old man makeup from Prometheus didn't give you Oscar vibes? <laughs> uh,
0: I honestly didn't I forgot was that so was bad. him. Forgot he was so in Iron, I forgot he was in Iron Man 3 and I remember oh, now so bad, that he's man. in that. Um just looking <laughs> yeah, at it. He's not great. Nah. Just looking at his he's done a He's worked a fuckload and he's done a ton mm-hmm. of movies. Um but I haven't seen a ton and the ones I've seen I have not liked. Um yeah. So this was good. This was the best he's ever done. I will say my biggest issue with, and like this is the only critique of his performance, was be that his accent is inconsistent and I can tell that he is not a Native American uh, English Mm -hmm. speaker. Um, I can hear the, I think he's Australian, I believe um and i can hear it come out in some of his vowel sounds it's it doesn't bother me cuz you can if you live in america you can have any accent it's yeah. not like that kills my immersion or anything but if that that was like literally my it's one of my few few critiques of the film um uh i really really liked it so what yeah what do you want to get into with uh, uh with uh, uh. memento
1: well, do you want to finish? Do you want to continue with casting, or you want to move on to actual like the structure? Oh uh, yeah, of you, I
0: mean you can you can t- if you want to talk about anything. I want to at least talk about Guy Pierce. Um, everybody yeah, else I, is kind of just a you know an orbiting around his central performance. Uh, Carrie and Moss I, uh, is great.
1: Yeah, I say I like Guy Pierce in this movie a lot. I think by the middle of it, when you're really like sold on his uh, his his uh, condition. Um, <laughs> is uh i you know i think it, it plays well I think it reads well i think he does uh, i think it's real hard to get st- shock and surprise subtlety um and to do it literally every scene you have to do it like every 10 minutes and i thought that sell sold very well um and i love cypher in this movie i think he's uh i think he's a really good pairing i think he's honestly like the perfect casting for that did you just
0: call character. him cypher yeah what's the name of the actor
1: well, it's uh, Joe Panto Leon. Joey, but,
0: yeah, yeah, Joey Pants. But isn't he play, that, doesn't he
1: play? Doesn't he play Cipher? And yes, uh, he does. Yes, he does. The Matrix.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just want make for the for the fans at home that they know what his name is. Joey. Uh, I always remember him on Red Letter Media because Red Letter Media always calls him Joey Pants. That they, they, he was. He did some really <laughs> bad movie that was on Best of the Worst, and they just call him Joey Pants the whole time. Uh, but yeah, he. I. He's good. He's a, a great asshole actor. Um, mm-hmm. he's in Sopranos too. Um, and yeah, the he's obviously Cypher in the matrix. That was the first time I ever saw him in anything was a Cypher. Um, but, uh, uh yeah, but I yeah he he's good. good. Yeah, no, he's good because he's, he, you are supposed to think he is the bad guy. You, yeah. And you do for the majority of the film. Um, and then it's slow. There's about after about the hour mark, there's a scene with Carrie Ann Moss. And you realize, mm-hmm. you start to realize that it's probably like hour 10, hour 15, maybe. And you start mm-hmm. to realize that, that, that she is, at, that Joey Pants actually is looking out for you and is trying to help you. And uh, you can't kind of get out of your own way. And Yeah, but uh, Joey
1: Pants also is still kind of the bad guy. At the oh, end, yeah, that's right. He
0: is, he is, he is. He is. He's using. Like, they're, yeah, he's, they're
1: all manipulating him.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, he's the least bad, but yeah, you're right. Um, I didn't. He didn't. He didn't deserve to be murdered, possibly. But who does? Uh, yeah, a lot of people get murdered for, for unknown reasons in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie isn't fully easy to understand. Uh I was having problems around the point with uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Grants. Uh, mm-hmm. like the point where Guy Pierce kills him. But then afterwards is when we start finding out more shit about their about Joey Pants. And uh, Guy Pierce's relationship. Um, and uh, that kind of keeps you going. But yeah, mm-hmm. in, in the beginning, you just don't know anything. And you're kind of just drifting around through the film. And you just learn every scene. <clears throat> so at first, I, I didn't understand the pace with why. You know, certain scenes are longer. Some are really short. And it's because they are literally broken up into these moments that he remembers. And then his memory mm-hmm. resets again. And... Like you're experiencing what he's experiencing, and then when it resets, it's a new scene. And it there are it goes back and forth. Which this is the most genius part, I think, of the film, is that the there are scenes in color, which go chron, um, the narrative uh, chronologically backwards, mm-hmm. um, and then there are black and white scenes that are cut between all of the colored ones, and they mm. go from back they go back to front normal the normal way and uh but then in the end they kind of meet um well they don't meet but they yeah they kind of meet because one's going forward and one's going backwards and that's when you understand the whole movie
1: did you notice the shift from black and white to color the first two times i watched it um or or, sorry the first time i watched it in class none of us noticed it we just didn't we was like oh i noticed it immediately now and then, no, uh, I um, know because so it ha- they, it's like a, it's over the course of like a minute, I think 60 second, like slow ramp. Um, and it was something that like our teacher pointed out and it was just like, and the first time I watched it, I didn't even, it was just like, Oh shit, we're in color. I didn't even think about it. Um, but I like that transition to how you got to were caught up.
0: because okay, um, It's like, it's meant it's shot like flashbacks. Yeah. Um, and it's, it does seem like flashbacks and then, um, so it's just like, we're learning things about his past that he doesn't even probably remember, but it's like how mm. he's got to this point, uh, that he's at now. And, uh, um, and yeah, like you just, you don't know how long ago it was. You, you know, you realize, uh, once the, after you learn about the hotel shit that he's in the same hotel place. So it could have been that long ago. And that's kind mm. of where you start putting together this timeline of the two, the two different timelines and then you Mm. figure it out at some point i'm sure different people figure it out different points but they you realize they are coming together and that is making this full loop uh completing the the loop of the story um and you Mm. even learn about shit that happened before the flashbacks um from joey pants at the end um but yeah which is
1: like It's it it's delivered in such a way that you don't know what is truth and what's not because he tries gaslighting with the diabetes thing, which that is a a false, but it's like it could be believable because they have when he's telling the when Guy Pierce in the black and white section is talking about uh, Sammy, um, there's like a quick frame flash of Guy Pierce sitting in the mental institution instead of Sammy, Um, and they just like it happens real quick and moves on from it. It's like the whole movie is meant to fuck with you about who's telling the truth, who's not, who do you believe. But that's also how Guy Pierce is feeling the entire movie, and I think it does a really good job in just like simulating his feelings to existence for the audience to kind of like be a vessel for the audience to experience. Um, sense.
0: yeah, yeah. And when, like, we kind of there are moments where we are experiencing like what he experiences we don't understand what's going on and we are trying Mm -hmm. to pick up the pieces in this moment as fast as possible um and it's it's you know extremely difficult and you're like tested over and over again um but we have the luck of remembering the scenes that we've seen previously or we have the ability you know the advantage of that he doesn't um yeah i i like i said the carrie and moss scenes about halfway through um, Where when I realized that this movie is fucking great, and I yep. was engaged through the end, like I could not look away until the very end, um, and then that made me watch the beginning again because uh, this movie necessitates multiple viewings. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if I would had time, I would have watched it again but uh, but you know, just watching the beginning again really helped me remember you know put it all together, mm-hmm. um, and basically, we learned that Guy Pierce is also a piece of shit. That there are yeah. that everyone is a piece of shits, and Guy Pierce has just you know found out who he was and what happened, and he solved the mystery. And we also find out that he is purposely, uh, trying to, uh, uh like uh, accept a false narrative of what happened, and then he's killing people. He's hunting a new person for revenge over and over again for like the rest of but, his
1: life. So the way I took it was that. Like, I think the truth about Teddy and him, like, going around and doing this for the last year or so, I think that's true. And I don't blame Guy Pierce for that because he's being manipulated by Teddy the whole time.
0: But then he chooses Um, to accept that at the end.
1: Yeah, at the very end. But it's it's more of, like, if you're going to fucking, you've just been using me this whole time to kill people for you, and then I'm just going to kill you and end, like, to kind of end this. So I, but I but find then he, that he's not the then he, total piece he, of shit.
0: But the he, the cycle starts over because he he now does not know that he's killed the killer already of his wife. He then he also he finds out that his wife didn't die and he killed her because of no. The, so that's
1: so that's the thing that's we don't know if that's true or not. Even that beyond the, that, guy, that's, though, that's he, the guy, because that he has his memories pre incident. He knows that she's not actually diabetic. That was just like a gaslight thing. That, um, but no, Teddy they was kept flashing. To to they
0: kept flashing the memories of him sh- giving her insulin. Yeah, and then right yeah.
1: after, it re-flashes with him pinching her leg, and he's like, "No, she was not a diabetic. No, this, that's not what happened." Okay, okay. It's, Regardless it's, it's, of I'll that,
0: it. it he still chooses to reject. Um, not like knowing that the killer was already killed. And so that yeah, he tra- he's yeah. going to hunt the killer again and start this whole cycle again. That was Which my is, point.
1: Yeah. But it, the, but because it's with the, the context of how that happens where it becomes, it's like, all right, well, if you're going to use me, then I'll make you my new John G to, uh, um to Teddy at the, at the very end of the movie. I took it as like, hopefully like if he can not be manipulated again after that, it's like, this is final one because, yeah, uh, he's just getting revenge on being manipulated he still has really. all the
0: tattoos and all the shit like all the, yeah, he has the a, file he still has all the notes it's not gonna it's just end. a
1: matter of well it's just a matter of whether because we don't know what happens after killing teddy whether he's, he chooses to write down he's at the
0: choosing end to manipulate himself is what i feel like no no I, I'm,
1: I mean like the end of the narrative not the end of the movie sorry no like but he's of taking movie, control Yes, but we don't see if he chooses to write down after killing Teddy in the beginning of the movie uh whether or not he's gonna say he did it or not. We don't know um and so he, it's he,
0: he literally thinks he literally thinks and then end at the end, end you know i'm i'm gonna you know he he in i thought he it verbally indicated that he's going to um just keep the uh, keep it going. He didn't want it. No, he's that, like, I'm gonna make he, you the new just, John G, and then I'm gonna forget, yeah, I, and then I'm gonna look for a, the next John G,
1: because so yeah. Never... So that was at the end of the movie, which takes place in the middle of the story. I'm talking about the end of the story, which is the first scene of the movie. After it's not he the, kills Eddie. <clears throat> yeah. That's only the end of the movie is the middle of the of the story.
0: It's not the no, um, but it, it's right before this last uh, sequence. There's like nothing missing. Oh uh, yeah, the end.
1: The, the end of, yeah, the end of the movie. Yeah, is what yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I All right, yeah. Yeah, but so, but, so the oh, the opening scene of the movie where he kills Teddy—that's the end of the story. Like the uh, yeah, if but not, they didn't show George's us order.
0: anything from that. He
1: didn't do anything to kill Teddy. That's so, what I'm saying. He, we don't know if he chose to. But say, it, all right, it, I'm done. It or not.
0: showed us nothing, and I'm saying the scene before indicated more about what he was going to do. That's what I'm saying.
1: But well, there was motivation for what he was doing to kill Teddy because of being used and manipulated. We now that all that's done, we don't know after killing Teddy what he's going to write down. I think there is
0: more to indicate that he's going to continue the shit than there is that he's not. Like I, I get like it being nebulous or bit being up in the air. I think that's that probably makes the most sense. It's, but I yeah. personally feel that there is more to him like choosing to reject uh his past completely and just supplanting his own reality and just continuing his life feeling good you know having being driven by this this quest for vengeance uh, yeah. that can never be fulfilled
1: because like i mean essentially that's what like Teddy said, that's what he was doing just to keep him giving him something to do. But he just was doing it at his own advantage. So it's like, yeah, it's like hard to tell. But he's going to be left to his own. Them. He's
0: going to be left to his own devices now for sure. Yeah. That's the control. But Teddy was I trying was... to tell him his real past so that he would, the, so like he was trying to end it all. Teddy was trying to end it right there. And he chose to then kill him. He made the choice to kill Teddy to bury that information. That's what I'm saying. He chose, well, he co- by killing Teddy, he buries the truth of his past. That he will never be able to find that. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: I, I agree with that. But Teddy, uh, like Guy Pierce, knows that Teddy's like lying to him about the diabetic thing. So it becomes a, I don't, I can't believe anything. That but the, but, no, but the lies thing, the he diabetic.
0: realized that the Teddy tells lies was a lie from Natalie. Like that was a lie. The whole don't believe Teddy's lies" was a lie. And it was actually yeah, that, Natalie. It, so no, like, I
1: know that, but it's, Oh God, this movie's so hard. I've, I've seen this movie like six times and, and we did so much like going into it. So like the, the, because he, um, because Teddy, he catches Teddy lying to him about his wife being diabetic. Cause he's trying to gaslight him into thinking he's Sammy, but guy Pierce is not Sammy because he remembers everything pre incident and knows his wife is not, Diabetics. I didn't think so that was definitive
0: chooses. either way. I don't think we know that either way.
1: It doesn't have to be because it's putting it out there that he is saying. He has but we his long term memory.
0: But we have but yeah, but he memory, he sees both memories. He doesn't just see the right one. He sees both and it's not clear which one's real. And he makes a decision off of that in that moment you- to kill Teddy.
1: Wait, what do you mean both? Mem- like seeing both- he sees he- the,
0: it shows him getting her getting shot by the shot, and it shows her being pinched. It's not clear which of those is real.
1: But he's seeing it as Teddy's describing it, so it's like when you and I are trying to remember something. Like at least for me, like I will visualize that thing. And I don't see, think like, that's obvious had, that that's
0: what that is. I think that's a that's a leap to assume that. I I I, they, I feel like that's a thing in movies all the time when somebody they, describes something and they have a flashback of it actually happening because they're having a revelation like oh shit this is how it was I feel like I've seen that in so many movies.
1: But they immediate, he immediately goes to the flashback of the pinch though and it's like no that's not what it was like I know my wife I know my life like I, yeah I didn't think that uh, was def-
0: I feel like he struggled with it because he didn't know but I didn't think it was definitive. That it wasn't. True.
1: I I would I read it as more definitive on that, and that's and but that, it's not it, reading. It's, a, of, it's
0: not about reading right of, now. It's about hmm. is it definitive or not?
1: I am saying it is. I think it is because it's he he knows his wife. He knows his life pre accident. He knows that she wouldn't have been diabetic. He would remember who would have remembered that because he just can't make new memories. They really p- pound that in, and knowing that, and then also knowing that all the stuff that he's telling him. On top of that, saying like, oh, this is whatever, this is whatever. Yeah, and, I'm, and like I'm Googled, I Googled I it for... and I'm
0: already seeing multiple people say that he killed his wife.
1: Oh, I don't think so. Well I mean, that, that but you're that, but you're acting just, like it's fact
0: and it's if it's up to debate, then it's no, not I fact. Think,
1: I'm saying I think it like what how I, I read it I asked like, you I, I didn't ask you definitive. what you
0: read it. I asked you, did this is it definitive or not? And you just said Oh yes. no, it's
1: intentionally and Christopher Nolan has it intentionally over there. I thought you meant like dude, I definitively think. no
0: i'm talking about does the movie tell us definitively no it's up in the air intentionally okay well then we just wasted 10 minutes arguing about it (laughs) like just just... (laughs) um because that's what i've been saying this entire time you're arguing with me on i'm arguing about what the movie is and you're talking about what you read and that's okay like we need to do that but but uh like, you know, it's i I uh, thought you were arguing and,
1: for the defense of that he did kill his wife. I thought this was like, you're on one side. No, I'm, I'm saying
0: other. that that he made a call off of not knowing. He made a judgment call to reject his past off of not actually knowing which way it was. That's what I'm saying. That's why he sucks is he chooses to kill his past and move on without knowing. He could have wrote all that down and know, knew the truth, or even put in that, I don't know if this is true or not, you know, but he could have, and he chose to then instead, tattoo Sammy's fucking license, or not Sammy, Teddy's license plate on him, to murder him. Um,
1: Or manipulating him.
0: Yeah, but it's also killing his, the only source of his past. No one else knows him, beyond Teddy, that we
1: know of. I guess I take it as like, if he, Teddy knows yes, that we it, learned. We
0: are told that Teddy is the bad guy the whole first half of the movie, and then the yeah. second half of the movie is learning that actually Teddy uh, isn't like knows Leonard more than anybody and is actually looking out for him to a degree. Yes, is doing mm-hmm. something shitty, but uh, but you know it's more complex than Teddy raped and killed my wife, and he deserves to die.
1: Yeah, it's just Teddy manipulating me, and I don't know what is the truth.
0: Yeah, but is that even, like, you've made your own choice. It's obvious he's making his own choices to a degree also, Um, like, like choosing to reject. He chose to reject his past and move on with still not knowing if he killed the killer or not.
1: Because I think him saying, like, this is revenge now, like his past self is, like, controlling things for his future self, He's saying this guy manipulated me, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell myself when I forget that this is the guy as revenge. I know then, why oh. he killed Teddy,
0: but I'm talking about the future, past that.
1: Yeah, but we I we don't know if after he kills Teddy, if he's like, all right, I did it and it's over, or not. We don't know if he fully like we don't know if he's going. But to But that's accept assuming that or not. That's, just, that's like he
0: if without writing he, anything down, killing Teddy, which we don't see him write anything down. We just know that yeah, he kills it just Teddy.
1: ends right after he takes a picture. Um, then we, so we don't, don't the you know, all
0: that. we know is that the Teddy, Teddy is dead. Um, yeah.
1: like for all we know, he could be done after that. He could have wrote after he took the picture that it's over or something. We just don't know. And it's yeah. intentionally left like that. But,
0: but he still doesn't know the past. He doesn't know the actual, he's going to think that he didn't kill his wife. He's going to think that. Or he didn't have, like, like, Teddy explained, I don't even understand the whole how the murder happened and the the, the people broke in and whatever, but he, he yeah. just, he's not going to remember any of that. Like, that that is all important to understanding what happened to your wife.
1: Um, but I think all he wants is just revenge, like, the whole thing. I don't think he cares so much about the answers of it more other than just. But it matters. Because so of all it, the tattoos he has to go off of is just but it, to kill Some of them guy. are lies.
0: Some of them are lies. Like he is he is also manipulating himself with his tattoos. He is yeah. an active agent in this film. It's not just manipulation. He gets manipulated several points and is like has been obviously, but you know, he's also you know trying to steer himself with these notes and we find out the whole revelation, the big revelation, I think beyond what Joey Pants tells us is what I'm trying to talk about is the, uh, that he is also manipulating himself. He's not always telling himself the truth. He's he's steering himself, not necessarily making sure he actually understands reality, which is not what we thought in the beginning. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. I
1: mean that's what he sa- that's what he says in the car too. He's like, if anyone's gonna manipulate me, it's gonna be myself.
0: That's what I'm saying. Um, he's choosing to do that, um, and that also means that he's rejecting the truth he's rejecting reality he is rejecting reality and he's going to take control of it for himself whatever that means whether that means yeah. he kills people or not i that is the, the point of the ending but i don't it is not is definitely putting it up there that he is a bass, he's a, also a bad guy in this film and manipulating and whatever you know like that is what this movie is definitely putting that forward that that is a strong strong possibility of what is here
1: i would say if we had proof of that in multiple occasions but all we have is the not like it's up in the air whether um anything that teddy is saying in the end is what's true and what's not i feel like i've given multiple
0: uh, i've given more points to that than you've given to the other otherwise
1: well, it, like even in the interviews like, with Chris like Nolan like I'm talking about what's what in the Teddy's film saying is not, is not. We don't know if it's true or not. Anything of that he's saying, and so if we without no, we don't know outside of this incident if he has been manipulating himself. Other than Teddy could just be gaslighting this whole time to get him to think, no, this is all you. You've been, it just didn't stick. So I figured, oh, I'll just help you or whatever. Like we don't know how true or what all true is of that. And so uh, for me, I just like. I don't think he's that bad of a guy for just saying like, all right, well, if I like, I'm going to kill you for fucking with me for the last year or so. And then if that, if that's the piece I get at the end thinking I did what I came to do, then that's fine. And I don't, I think mean,
0: that- are you really focusing on killing Teddy? And I'm not like killing Teddy is, is not the issue. It's that he's rejecting. The no, sh- but like, it's linked. The it's past. linked
1: with that because like the two go hand in hand. He, he can still that...
0: remember without killing Te- he can kill Teddy and still you know write down uh, you know the shit or whatever. Um like, he's like, choosing like... to wipe the slate clean again. But, but and it's not yeah, even or... fully clean. It's back to his own clean, which is his yeah. his incomplete file that he took 12 pages out of and um and and you know his well, lies, little tattoos that true, are though. mixtures of truth and lies. Um, but we don't we, know that he did we definitely saw we definitely saw said. that we but cory they show him getting a tattoo of, of of not of non-truth that's what i'm like the movie is showing us that he is capable of lying to himself so like,
1: like, yes, but he's. So had you, you to, have but, to,
0: you have to apply the same Teddy standard the of skepticism. You have to no, apply the it, same it. standard of skepticism to Teddy that you do to Leonard, and you aren't because Leonard is the protagonist. That is what I'm saying.
1: I get what you're saying now, but I I don't know. It's just be, because if Teddy's been there for like, if let's say let's the part that I'm I'm going in assuming that the only truth that Teddy said was that he's been using him for the last year um and Yeah, that's the we, other thing.
0: It's like you keep. Yeah, that's true. Everything bad he says is true, but everything good, everything else he says is not true. Like you can't be the arbiter of what is and what isn't.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I guess I'm going based off that because it's like, I don't know. I, I yeah, it's because the whole point of it is that no one knows what Teddy's saying is true or not. Um, so it is kind of hard to see if it's just like what Guy. P- I guess I get what you're saying. Like what Guy Pierce is doing outside because Teddy's not like there 24 seven with him. If they like, like it's say, if that part was true, like he could have just been finding his own new John G or whatever, and then just going with it, because um, he's still but, gonna
0: wake up every day and and see that John they, G yeah. raped and murdered my wife, and then he's gonna see yeah. a tattoo with uh, the fucking license plate, and it's you well, know.
1: why why didn't forever go someone just or like if Teddy was let's say Teddy was doing this for a year, why don't just fucking get, strap him down and tattoo I I did it or something on his chest. So that it just it breaks the cycle or something, but I guess then you lose your your, uh, your goon.
0: Yeah, Teddy liked using him as a, this vigilante force, I guess, to kill, uh, cur- you know, drug dealers and drug shit. drug dealers
1: and take money on the Shitty side.
0: Cu- yeah, and then take money on the side. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I think this movie is great for the fact that it can be looked at in all these different. Yeah. That's what makes so, it
0: good. That's what makes yeah. it good. I, none of this is what we're saying. I think is, is a bad, is a knock on the movie. Um, no,
1: this is how good, I would say it's a testament to how good it is.
0: Yes. Cause there's all it's nuanced. Um, the ending mm-hmm. really makes it nuanced. Like it's, it's you're following what happened, but then when, the more you think about it and process it, it's like, Oh shit, there's this angle. Oh shit. There's mm-hmm. this angle. Um, and we obviously have our the, the yeah. I think that's what made the imp. Like I think that's why I'm you know st- stuck on this point is that's what made the ending such an impact for me is learning that the protagonist isn't actually the good guy. Isn't possibly is possibly not the good guy. Yeah. And Joey Pants though seeming like a villain because he's a villain in so many things might not be the bad guy of the film. Like he's a bad guy. But he's hmm. might not be the bad guy. It's like Natalie, who we thought was the love interest of the film, we find out, is not the love interest, is actually wow. a bad a bad guy.
1: Uh <laughs> and Guy then like, Pierce scared her boyfriend. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, she got Guy Pierce to kill her boyfriend for it. Um so yeah, it, this movie is a lot of layers. It's like it's it moves not it's not slow, it's not fast. Um but it is not like a, there's some action, but it's not really an action film. It's a lot of like scenes mm. with conversations. Um, but they like it, it's it's kind of reminds me of like a noir mystery, but told mm. in this postmodern way. Um, and uh, that's the best way I can describe it to somebody. Like is, his, yeah, even the suit and the I car, like it, it gives it mm. like kind of detective vibes. And he's in a hotel room, and um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's an insurance investigator, so it's like it he is. Just yeah, it all
0: up. yeah, he's like a detective adjacent. Um, hmm. but uh, yeah, i uh, well, is there anything you want to touch on specifically with Memento? I feel like once you understand the premise, and you just try to understand that he's, uh, he wants to know how his wife, uh, he wants to know, he wants to find the guy who killed, raped, and murdered his wife. Mm-hmm. So we're just seeing these scenes in in similar locations, various locations with these few characters um, and they kind of build on things, but it's really a small movie um, mm. in terms of its scope. Uh, but it feels big because of the nar- the way the narrative is structured and the way that it's mm. edited and all that. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to touch on?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. We pretty much, all my notes were about the story stuff because I would just want to know where you stood on, on, uh, who who do you think did what? But uh, I think we knocked that out in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I
0: would say. Yeah, I just need um, time now, so we are. definitely, we're good to go here. Is there anything you? Uh, are yeah. Uh, what are you given? Oh, go ahead.
1: Before I get my score, if you get this movie on Blu-ray or DVD, the, one of the special features is a recut of the movie in chronological. I would like to see to that. watch it that way. I think I would like to see um, it the
0: second time that way. <laughs> Yeah, it
1: it it helps a lot. Um, um, but yeah, so I recommend this movie. I'm giving this a, a four and a half because I, I I've seen it so many times and I still love it. Like this, watching this again a couple of days ago, I, I kinda got done with it. And was just still like, man, is this so fucking good? Um, I just I, it's a it's it's my kind of movie, I guess.
0: I also gave it a four and a half. Um, I I don't know why I honestly can't tell you why it's not a five, but it's it's not. Um, but it's not near perfect. Um, and it's just it definitely did something a visionary, I think here, and is you could see the mm-hmm. influence on other filmmakers and obviously on Christopher Nolan's own work. Um, but uh, the hype is real with this one, and it's definitely. I was trying to think of it as my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I think I'd have to go back and watch a couple of the other ones, but I think uh, just Mm. uh, gut feeling, it probably is. Um, Yeah,
1: having not seen Interstellar, this is definitely my best, my favorite Christopher Nolan. um, I haven't seen Interstellar
0: or um, was it Following? The his like early films.
1: I think. Well, this is his second film.
0: Yeah, Um, Following is his first film.
1: Yeah, I've not um, seen that either.
0: I haven't seen Following. I haven't seen Interstellar. I've seen all of the rest. Um, hmm.
1: I think to what you were saying, why, why you wouldn't give it a five, the reason I wouldn't give it a five personally was just because I felt like I didn't have an extreme emotional moment with this movie. Like watching it, um, any of the times it. I watched it, like, like nothing that really was just like, oh, fuck, like whatever. It was more just like, oh, wow, oh, wow. Like it was just, and I think um, all the movies I've given five, I've had an ex- like a very solid emotional like moment or experience with at some point in the movie.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, it's kind of clinical, but it's not as it's not like in the way of his later films is, or it's like this clean hospital like. Um, Clinicalness to the character, to the performances, in the look of it. This is dirtier, mm. grittier. Guy Pierce is like sweaty and uh, there's blood like scratches on his face, and like he's he's disheveled looking a lot, but he's got this nice suit on. And um, I don't know, I like the vibe of it uh a lot. I don't know, I don't know why I, I wouldn't give it a five. I think it just will, yeah, maybe that doesn't have that emotional uh, hit. That that a five I think needs to, um, mm-hmm. um. But yeah, super impressive, and I'm super glad I finally got to watch it. Well, yeah. All I'm right. Talk about it. Let's wrap it up. Um. So uh, yeah, I think we pulled an audible on the on the listeners again this week. Um. We've been having issues. I've been having some health issues, and making out to the theater is uh, a little bit harder. And um, and just we've been going out a lot, and I think we needed a break. Um, th- next week though, we are doing the Matrix, uh, the first half of our Matrix watch. So we'll be doing, uh, the first Matrix, the Animatrix, and the Matrix, uh, Reloaded. And then for the second half, the following week, we will do Matrix Revolutions, um, and the new one.
1: Uh, the newest trailer for the new one has me slightly back on board. I really but... didn't
0: like the original trailer. I like I liked yeah. it at first. It was like memberberry like, and then once mm. the memberberry is faded after about the sixth watch, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't look good.
1: Yeah, I caught the second trailer um, on Reddit, and it was it. It makes me more down with it because it's like it sucks because there's been so many member berry reboot style shit. And the matrix being what it is with it being reboot, like they even say in the revolutions are, are loaded. Or there's just, they've, this is like the 10th version of the matrix or whatever. So that opens you up to have these kind of like rebooty, similar, but different things. Yeah. And I yeah. Feel like it's just been burned it, out from that. the past decade of, of that's what real I assume
0: they player. were doing. It's just like, they made a new matrix and, uh, <clears throat> and somehow I don't understand. Like Neo was reborn because the, like whatever, and mm-hmm. um, and then we have no- Morpheus is like it, it, and like uh his uh descendant or whatever, or son or clone whatever, um, like because they always they said that like Morpheus's role and Neo's role and and um, Trinity's role are always part of the thing right the cycle yeah the
1: the the inevitable anomalies that they can't get rid of
0: yes yes um so that would make sense why they're it's a shame Lawrence Fishburne isn't back because he's so he's still he's in great shape and he looks he's awesome but uh but yeah we'll see i'm honestly i'm really excited to watch it with risk because she's never seen any of them Oh, Um, that will be exciting. I'm mainly just excited to see the first two, um, but I need to see the other two to just be full up on my lore before the new one. I have low expectations, um, but the first Matrix is is probably in my top five favorite movies ever, maybe. Um, I really like the Wachowskis, and I think when the Wachowskis are on that they are um, some of the best. Um, Speed Racer is one of my favorites as well.
1: I'm curious with, this is a single Wachowski on this one, on the new one. So I'm wondering, I'm curious how that will affect or not affect. Um, Um, well,
0: she, the, she, she, uh, I think it's what Lily that's.
1: Lily stepped out. Lana. Yeah. Lana
0: is it. So Lana is usually the, feels like the leader of the two. I watched a ton of, uh, making of the matrix the first one shit last year or two years ago or something. Cause I was super interested in how they came up with their style for mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and the aesthetic. And, uh, it seems like Lana has always been like the leader of the two, at least the one that talks the most. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, of the two. So I, I'm, I am, I feel like I'm not worried about that, that and I'm sure that she could consult, um, her sister if she needed to, uh, mm-hmm. I think I read the the reasoning for um. Uh, for what Lana? Lana what's the other one? I'm I can't remember the first name.
1: I think I think her name is Lily. Is it Lily? Lily. Lana?
0: Yeah, Lily. I just said it. Lily uh, said that she didn't want to go back because it was before. She said she didn't want to do a Matrix reboot because it was before her transition, and that it would like kind of feel like rehashing her past life, and she wants to move on and like close the door on that a little bit and i could totally understand that um um but
1: i read it i was reading stuff in it recently too and what i read that she was too burned out from the last movie that they did and she wanted to take a break and step back Uh, oh
0: no i read it like she said that herself was a quote that it was like yeah that
1: same the one i it it was was from like
0: it was like this was from a year or two ago
1: Oh, this was from like a couple months ago what i read they're probably doing Um, the
0: presser up again again. um but i i could see that because that would you know that was it's from a long time their first matrix is oh yeah 20 99 i think yeah 23 years ago crazy um just uh how big those movies were especially i remember the second one and like yeah it ended up not being that good but uh but boy, was the hype real before it came out. It felt like the new Star Wars. Like this was going to yeah. be the new trilogy, the new uh, thing. But all right. Yeah. You got anything to say about The Matrix before we let them go? I was just going to
1: say I remember loving the first one, really liking the third one, and not liking the second. So I'm curious as an adult now how I'm going to feel about the new i see a lot of
0: people think say they like the second one and they don't like they say the third one's the worst and i don't i i never i always liked the third one more than the second one but i definitely thought they both were not as good the first one is is like i said it's like a new hope level film for me um Mm. to its genre um that's like what it feels like um but you could it's a perfect film on its own and then it starts off this universe um Mm -hmm. But yeah, all right. I'm excited. So we're already so excited about it. We're talking about it already. Um, so we'll let we'll leave it for next week, and uh, y'all have a good one. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, leave reviews on Apple and things like that. It all helps a lot and helps us get out there. And we'll see y'all next week. Later, everybody.
1: Bye.